beautiful beginning to our worship service this evening. My name is Angie Carr. I'm the Director of Music Ministries at First United Methodist Church. And I'll ask you to continue our time of worship and singing and praise uh, with opening your hymnal to number 637. Come ye thankful people, come. We'll stand and sing all the stanzas together. Number 637. Well, it's good to see all of you here this evening for our annual community Thanksgiving service sponsored by the Tift Area Ministerial Association. Our Ministerial Association meets for lunch the second Monday of each month at the hospital, and uh, we talk about what we can do in our community to, to bring the, the, the spiritual realm closer to Tifton. We also talk about responsibilities we have at the hospital, such as chaplaincy and, and other needs in our area. So I want you to know your ministerial association is is active and functioning. 
But uh, we always could use more ministers. We could always use more support and participation. So we invite all of you to to join with us, uh, ministers. We also want to take this opportunity to to welcome you here at First Baptist Tifton. This is not quite as many as we customarily have on a regular Sunday night. (laughs) But it's a good-sized service nevertheless, and, and we're grateful for your presence. We appreciate the participation of the... Tiff County High School Chorus and the ABAC Chamber Singers and our adult ensemble that will be bringing the music in a little bit. This is always a highlight of the Thanksgiving season for me because um, there's so few opportunities we have to come together uh, ecumenically. Different churches, different denominations, different races, different backgrounds, and yet as one body of Christ in Tifton, we can come together and worship and give thanks to God. And I think that that brings him joy, and I'm so excited that you're here and that we have the privilege of doing so. We have so many guests. It's, um, what, we, what we customarily do at these occasions is just ask you to stand and speak to those around you. If there's someone you do not know, introduce yourself. If you would like information about First Baptist Church, we have ushers that would be glad to provide that for you. But would you just turn, uh, stand and, and turn and speak to those around you? and. Welcome to worship at First Baptist Church Tifton. My name is Doug Byer and I'm a member of the family here at First Baptist. And I would like to thank you for joining us today. We thank God for you and consider it a blessing to have the opportunity to worship together. Our prayer is that you experience God through His Holy Spirit as we share the message of the forgiveness, healing, and salvation that is only through the power of Jesus Christ. If you'd like to know more about receiving Jesus as your personal Savior or if you have a prayer request, please give us a call at 382-6063. We have counselors standing by, so please don't hesitate to call. If you would like to know more about the wonderful Bible studies, worship opportunities, and children and youth ministries, please visit our website at www.fbctifton.org. Again, thank you for joining us today in worship at First Baptist Church Tifton. We give all the praise and the glory to Jesus Christ. May God bless you. We're going to resume worship. Uh, at this, this is the only opportunity I have to introduce our, our preacher for this evening, Reverend Stephen Webb. He is a South Georgian native. He is a native of Barney, Georgia. Do you know where Barney is? Uh, went to Brooks, attended Brooks County High School and graduated. Uh, graduate of Georgia Southern and Emory and Erskine uh, for graduate work. He's been in the South Georgia Conference, Methodist Conference, for, and this is his 40th year which means he began preaching when he was about nine, nine or ten. His wife, Melissa, is an elementary school teacher, and they have one son, Joshua, in the military stationed at Fort Pickett in Virginia. So I know you join with me in welcoming Stephen Webb, pastor at First United Methodist Church, been there for about 18 months now, and uh, a welcome addition to the Tift County Ministerial Association. Let's bow at this time and have our, our invocation. Father, we are so grateful to be in your house tonight for this community that has gathered to worship you and give thanks on the eve of the Thanksgiving holidays. We do pray for all those who are traveling. We ask that you would provide them watch care and safety in their journeys. So many people try to get home for this particular holiday, and and we pray that it will be a good time with family 
gathered close by the hearth and close to you. We also pray for our worship tonight. We come for different reasons, but nevertheless, you can speak to each one of us about the, the need for gratitude in our lives and how that, that one stance can change everything about how we perceive what happens to us and around us. Teach us how to be truly grateful, not only for the good, but especially for the challenges and difficulties of life, because through that we can reveal faith that will inspire others. So make us grateful now and always. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Our hymn is number 643. Once again, will you stand and let's sing all the stanzas together. I'm Craig Knowles. I'm the Association Missionary for the Male Baptist Association. But since I've been here about 21 years, I've been a part of the Tiftary Ministerial Association at that time and been the treasurer and head up the benevolence of the Tiftary Ministerial Association. And tonight I give somewhat of a report and also to ask you to give to this benevolence. So first I want to thank you for giving to this benevolent offering each year at Thanksgiving. It helps local and transient people in Tifton, Tiff County, those who may be passing through. Uh, we meet with and help, with, help about six families each week for almost 40 weeks during this past year. So for about 240 families we've met with and tried to determine if we can help with their need. We've helped with more than $20,000 this year. 
We've helped a lady with gas in a motel room who needed to get to Tampa for cancer treatment. We helped a man who had had a stroke with gas in his vehicle to continue his traveling down to Florida. We helped a family with utilities, mortgage payment, and insulin and diabetic supplies because he was, had been injured at work, was on workman's comp, the wife had lost her job because of cutbacks in our community, her unemployment had ended, and they could not find another way. And so we were able to, to help them as she tried to go back to school and retrain for another job. We mainly help with basic needs such as rent, mortgage, water, electricity, gas, some medications, and sometimes with food. We're limited in who we can help and how much we can help, mainly because we have a limited amount of money and because there are so many people who request our help. Now, you may notice that I may have said requested our help rather than saying people who need help. Many of the people who request help think they absolutely need help when they've just gotten caught in a situation, sometimes by their own doing, and do not have the financial resources to help take care of that basic need. There are many reasons for this, and I will not go into all those reasons. The problem I have, and the problem that most of our ministers have in our community, and sometimes you have, is trying to determine who really needs help and how do we help them. We see people standing by the roadside begging. We are approached in the parking lot or on the sidewalk by a stranger who asks us, Will you help me? I need this, or I need some gas, or I need some food. For most of us, there's something inside of us that wants to help, but we hesitate at times. We know Jesus would want us to, but we know that we also may be scammed. So what should we do? This is a dilemma we all struggle with. Do we help, or do we just ignore them? I've struggled with this over the past few months, really over the past 15 years that I've done this benevolence. And for the past, past few months, many of our churches have met together and studied the topic, When Helping Hurts. We want to help people in Jesus' name, but we do not want to enable people to continue to live, not work, and expect others to take care of their basic needs. Jesus says, if you do not work, you do not eat. But the Bible also warns us about ignoring our brother in need and not taking care of the poor. Several months ago, about 40 of us began to study the book, When Helping Hurts, by a couple of Presbyterian authors who are teaching at Covenant College in Lookout Mountain, Georgia. We continue to struggle with this issue and how it's best to help people. We're getting close to a better way. We need your prayers and we need your support. We need your financial resources to help people when they have a significant and justified need. We need people resources to work with people in need, to build a relationship with them, encourage them, mentor them, share Jesus with them, disciple them, into a fellowship of one of our churches 
until they accept Jesus or until they grow in their understanding of living for the Lord Jesus Christ and living for Him. Your generous contributions tonight will help us countywide to reach out and significantly help individuals and families who truly need help. Will you pray about contributing tonight a generous love offering to the benevolent ministry of the Tiftarian Ministerial Association so that we can work with and through all the local churches to help people with financial needs? Will you also prayerfully consider helping us walk with these families and individuals, sharing Jesus with them, and embodying the Christ here on earth? We need men and women. We need your skills, your abilities, your common sense to help these people with their need. We need people of all ethnic groups and job skills. We need business partners uh, with us to give some of these people a, jo- a job, a chance. We need businesses to share your skills to help us train people and get them off the welfare roll and into the workplace and into places of worship in our community. Will you help us? We'll be asking each church and Christian to do together under biblical-based and practical guidelines to truly help these people after they've been thoroughly checked out and found to be in need. I'd ask you to contact me or one of our ministers of the Tiffany Ministerial Association and let us know if you'd be willing to help in that way. We will be helping those who truly want to be helped, want to get out of poverty, and move toward individually managing their own personal needs without help getting help from others. As I pray, will you take out your billfold, purse, checkbook, and make a generous gift to the Tiftier Ministerial Association, or in short, TAMA, T-A-M-A, Benevolent Fund, to help the poor in our community. All gifts are tax deductible, made out to TAMA, Tiftier Ministerial Association. Thank you for your gifts. What you will give tonight will be matched by a generous donor. Your gift will be matched dollar for dollar. Our goal tonight is to raise $5,000. Will you pray with me about what you will give? Everyone in this room has been blessed. Out of our blessings will you give so that others may know Jesus and that we can truly help them in his name. Will you stand with me as I pray? Lord, I believe that you've given some of us a vision of reaching people in Tiff County. You've given us a vision of your churches and the community working cooperatively to reach the poor, the needy, the desperate, the downtrodden. You've given us a vision of our community of people and businesses coming together and offering help and support to work with the needy people in Christian love to help them without hurting them and without hurting our own selves. You're leading us to offer opportunities for the needy to learn and to grow and have a godly perspective of life, a genuine personal satisfaction of working, earning a sufficient living to sustain their life and the life of their family. You're giving us a vision of each church working in and through their own membership 
to touch the lives of the poor, the needy, with the love of Christ and help truly meet their need to help them get back to work and out of poverty and into independent, self-sustained lives depending on you for their help. You've given us a vision of working together. I pray your blessings on everyone who's ready to be a part of this work in progress. Father, I pray you'll lead others to come be a part of reaching this segment of our population, of our community, with the good news, while helping them help themselves. We're all poor. We're all in need, Father, of your help. Dear God, will you help us as we help others? The task is huge. We're absolutely dependent upon you. Our Father, Lord, will you bless the gift and the giver tonight who honestly gives out of our abundance to be a blessing to others in need. Amen. Symbol of the 
Another singers they are an audition group they come out of the concert choir we have about 87 members in the concert choir so they have to sight sing and so their choral teachers did a wonderful job with them because they do have to do difficult audition for me to get in here um, those two young people that you just heard came out of Tiff County High School I am very proud of them they are voice majors and they were a part of the Tiff County High School Choir um, two years ago. And uh, we're going to sing two numbers for you tonight. I hope you'll be blessed. This first one is Prayer of the Children that was written for the children in Bosnia. But as you and I know around our world today, there is no, there is no peace. And we do need to lift up people, uh, especially children, that are having to fight for their lives and are being made to fight for their lives.
is giving y'all an extra A for that. Wow. That is awesome. And the, and the chorus from the Tiff County High School, gracious. And the ensemble singers, wow, how blessed. I feel like we could say the, the benediction and go home. And I know some of you would be in favor of that, so I'm not going to give you that option. But how to preach a 45-minute sermon in four minutes uh, might take me 15. We'll see how it goes. It is a delight and pleasure to greet you in the name of Christ, to be with you here in this particular service, and how important it is for the brothers and sisters of Christ to gather together. I don't know that we'll ever get in the same paragraph, but by the word of the living God, we need to be on the same page. Amen? Amen. What difference does it make? A national holiday, Thanksgiving, sandwiched between Halloween and Christmas. If you read your Bible, and I know some of you do regularly, you know Thanksgiving. Giving thanks and praise is found in every book. It's found in the lives of the faithful those that the Bible speaks of, we have much to be thankful for in the, even in the midst of the tough economic times. I remember the story, it was the day before Thanksgiving, and there was an elderly man in Phoenix that <clears throat> called his son in New York, <clears throat> and he told him, he said, I hate to ruin your Thanksgiving, but I just wanted to tell you that your mother and I are getting a divorce. Forty-five years of misery is enough. And then he hung up the phone. The son called the daughter out in Chicago, in Chicago and said, you'll never believe what dad just told me, mom, and that they're getting a divorce after 45 years. Like heck they are, she said. I'll call him and straighten this out. So she calls and, and dad picks up the telephone and she tells him, you are not getting a divorce. Don't do anything. I'm calling my brother. We'll both be there tomorrow. Don't do a thing till we get there. And uh, they hang up. The father yells into the kitchen to the wife, and she said, he said, honey, the kids are coming home for Thanksgiving, and they're paying their own way. <laughs> Thanksgiving. What difference does it make, people? What difference does it make? On Thursday, we'll gather together with our family and, and hopefully we'll remember to do more than eat a meal and watch a football game or make a mad dash to the mall. The Thanksgiving holiday gives us the perfect opportunity to transform our lives from those that are griping with dissatisfaction into lives of joy and gratitude. Thanksgiving is a good holiday for us to turn the corner and become the grateful people that we should be. God wants nothing more than for us to be people of thanksgiving and gratitude. A thankful spirit is one of the key distinguishing marks of a Christian. And it sets us apart, brothers and sisters. It makes us different. Psalm 118.1 says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. 
His love endures forever. What difference does our giving thanks make? Paul, in his letter to the Thessalonians, in the fifth chapter of 1 Thessalonians, reading beginning at the 16th verse, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If you never knew what God's will for you was, this is part of it, that you be grateful, that you be thankful for the blessings of life. Paul knew the difference a grateful spirit could and would make. For he himself had been the chief of all sinners, persecuting the church. And when Christ blinded him on the Damascus Road and he, the, he, he was converted, his grateful spirit made a difference in his life. And I, there are many ways that we give thanks and many times we give thanks because we feel like we have to or it's the right thing to do. But what about? What about if it's the only thing to do? Reminded of the story of, of uh, two children who decided to, take a cro- to, decided to take a shortcut across this guy's pasture, and they ignored the warning, which said, beware of the bull. And Mike and Susie had gotten almost to across the pasture and all of a sudden they heard the thundering of hooves and, and Susie looked back and she said to Mike, run, the bull's coming. And they both took off running and Susie was faster than Mike and she made it under the fence and she was yelling to Mike, run, Mike, run. And Mike was running as hard as he could and, and he tried to scoot under the fence and his britches got caught on the barbed wire and his, his sister said, pray, Mike, pray. And Mike prayed the only prayer that he knew. Lord, make me truly grateful for what I'm about to receive. Make me truly grateful. You know, I don't know. This thing, make, worries me. Why do I have to be made to be thankful? I told a story to my folks this morning about how we are taught to say thanks. As children, our, our parents, you know, how many of yours said, now, what are you supposed to say? And you'd say, thank you. There was part of that story I didn't tell. And and it it was a particular time in which someone offered me, I was about four or five years old, a piece of candy. It was a kind that I didn't like. I didn't want it. (laughs) Mama said, take it. And then... She said, what are you supposed to say? I didn't want it. I didn't feel like I had to say thank you. 
And she said, if you're not going to say thank you, give it back. I gave it back. (laughs) Make me thankful. What is it about the Christian spirit, brothers and sisters, that thanksgiving just ought to flow? There shouldn't be a make to it. God doesn't force His will upon us. He's given us free will to choose, and His desire is that we glorify Him. His desire is that we praise Him. His desire is that we give thanks to Him. His desire is that from a grateful heart would spew forth the blessings. Now, you heard Brother Craig as he got up here and he made a passionate plea for a $5,000 offering. And I think we probably ought to pass the plate again. That's just a drop in the bucket of how you could be grateful and how you could answer and help meet some of the needs here in this community. I haven't been in Tifton very long, uh, and, and I don't know it as well as those of you who grew up here. But what I've seen is it's a needy community. There are people hurting, and there are people who could help, but who aren't. Make me thankful, God, so that I will give. Make me thankful, God, so that I will do what you want me to do. You know, what difference does it make in your life? Oh, yes, preacher, A grateful spirit can, of course, increase my personal happiness. I mean, that's a proven fact. If you're joyous, if you're happy, if you're thankful, you're going to live longer. A grateful spirit can enhance all of your relationships. Husbands and wives and children and parents and and friends and all of your relationships. Paul, in just about all of his letters, Romans 1.8, First, I thank God for all of you. To the church at Corinth, I always thank God for you. Ephesus, I have not stopped giving thanks for you. Philippi, I thank God for you. Colossa, I always thank God for you. A grateful spirit. What difference does thanksgiving make? It'll improve your witness for Christ, I know that. Having a noticeable countenance of thankfulness and joy will make you a better witness for Christ. You're not one of those negative, sour people, are you? One who calls themselves a Christian and then looks like they've been sucking a sour pickle on the dark side of the moon? You know, Wayne, sometimes I think that we act like we've been baptized with vinegar instead of the Holy Spirit. It's no wonder some people don't want anything to do with us. Because they see our ungrateful attitudes, our ungrateful spirits. What difference does your salvation make? How grateful are you for what God has done in your life? For what He is doing? For what He has promised to do? And what difference is that making?
Those of you who've been Christians, 5, 10, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years, what difference has your commitment to Christ made in Tifton, Georgia? How is this community different because of the way in which you have witnessed, you have served, you have given thanks for the opportunities that God has given you? A grateful heart will also solidify your relationship with God. God lives in a humble and a grateful heart. Hebrews twelve twenty five tells us, let us please God by serving him with thankful hearts. The Andre Crouch song comes to mind. How can I say thanks for the things you have done for me? And then he goes through the salvation history of your soul and what he's done. Or we sing that song, you know, when upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost. Count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. For us Christians, giving thanks is a daily discipline. A daily discipline. God shouldn't have to make you thankful. You ought to be thankful. I was channel surfing. And uh, I'd I'd been in this sanctuary before and I recognized the sanctuary. And there was a tall guy standing up here. And I'm really going to embarrass him if he's not here tonight. And uh, it wasn't you, Wayne. Not not that I wouldn't have watched if it had been you. But, you know, this guy was standing up there and took another look. And and it was a friend of mine that I met from my Nashville days, a guy by the name of Donnie Connell. You know Donnie? I guess it was part of your stewardship thing. And he had read three scriptures. And then he was talking about, you know, three things that we all have. One is time. One is talent. And one are our resources. And you know, he asked, what are you doing with those? What difference does your thanksgiving make in your living? Our oldest son, Lee, was serving in the army. And he was over in Korea. And we were at Warner Robins United Methodist Church, and, and they had a television ministry there, and they were making tapes and CDs of every service, and, and uh, I was talking with Lee, and he said, send me some. And so I, I did. I sent him one each week. And because of his rank, he had people under him, and he would call them together. And it didn't matter what kind of Saturday night they had. He would go by and knock on the door at 10 o'clock, and he said, church at 11. And they knew that Sergeant Webb was going to get them if they didn't come to the rec room and watch his daddy, the television preacher. And so they'd get up grumbling and bring their coffee in there, and, and he'd make them watch it. Week after week for a whole year. <laughs> And then, it was some time later, when I got a telephone call from Sergeant Corey Phillips. And he said, sir, this is Sergeant Corey Phillips. You may not 
remember me? I said, oh, yes, I do, Corey. You're, you were a friend of Lee's. I said, you and the whole group were at his funeral. And he said, Reverend Webb, he said, you know, Lee made us watch all of those videos of you preaching. I said, yeah. He said, we have just found out that our helicopter unit is being shipped to Iraq. Lee had been dead for a couple of years and he said, Reverend Webb, you're the only preacher that some of us have ever heard. I've got you on speakerphone. Would you pray for us? Corey was given one telephone call. He should have called his mama, some would say, like the rest of them were doing. But Corey called me. What difference does your salvation make? What difference does your commitment to Christ in this community make? And I I met all those guys at Lee's funeral. Some of them I still keep in contact with. I never knew that I was making a difference in their life half a world away. But we're here in Tifton. What difference is First Baptist, First Methodist, St. Anne's, the Presbyterian Church, the Lutheran Church, the many other denominations represented here and throughout our community? What difference are we making? What are you doing with your time, with your talents, and with your resources? Do we pat ourselves on the back, folks, for the pittance of service and gifts and time that we offer to God? Or can we, like Paul, affirm that our love for Christ is so strong that we thank Him for every opportunity we have to give, that we thank Him for every opportunity that we have to share our love for one another. Oh, we'll always have our denominational differences. We'll always have those things that are there. But the common denominator is Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Christ. And he's called us all to be his hands, his feet, to show our gratitude in our service. Almighty God, I thank you. I do. <laughs> My life, I, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. I am very grateful for all of your blessings. And Lord, I I try to show it. And I pray that each and every one here 
will realize how important. The witness of faith is not only where they live, but even half a world away. Lord, we've come together and we're going to sing a song. We gather together to ask the Lord's blessing. God, I stand here knowing that I'm blessed. These people sitting in this pew know that they're blessed. And it's time this community get up off their blessed assurance and start standing on the promises of God. If we're going to be the body of Christ.